Fuel is the official podcast of the 434th Air Refueling Wing. Join us for airman connections, leadership insights, mentorship, and happenings mixed with some fun and humor. Please understand that the views expressed in this podcast are not necessarily the views of the U.S. Air Force nor the Air Force Reserve, and no endorsement of any person or business is ever intended. Welcome to the May edition, May 22 uh, edition of the Fuel Podcast. I'm the host of this podcast, uh, Chief Nathan Parks. I'm the command chief here at the 434th. And always, I have Josh uh, Weaver, Tech Sergeant Josh Weaver from, from Public Affairs here. So Josh, thanks for joining me. It feels like forever since we've done one of these, since the UTA is later in the month. Yeah. Yeah, so it does seem like we got a lot of distance to it. And we have a good conversation. We had, we had a great really? conversation last week to, to build up to this. And so uh, we have uh, Sergeant Douglas from AMDS and Sergeant Tromba from FSS, as well as you you and myself, that we uh, have a great conversation about development and uh, what, what we're looking for here at Grissom, what we, uh, you know, just our four humble opinions on on directions that we can go and stuff like that. So we hope that you enjoy that conversation. Uh, we're gonna have a little bit more on that, but man, May UTA, uh, get ready for that exercise that, that we're doing in June. Uh, Colonel uh, Curl is taking over the OSS. So there's an OSS Assumption Command, just a great guy. You know, just if you've not, if you don't know him, go out there and, and support him and get to know him, uh, a great individual. Uh, and it's it's also supposed to be 82 on Saturday and and 74 on Sunday. So uh, amazing weather. Well, talk to us about what we're this new thing that you've added to our podcast. Yeah. So um, basically, I wanted to add I wanted to add a segment to the podcast that would give us the opportunity to get thoughts from listeners, right? People around the base, the topics or questions that they want, uh, not necessarily just you to answer, but myself included and the guest. And so created this segment called uh, Fuel for Thought. Yeah. Been a lot of time on the on the name. It's a good. Uh, yeah, I know. Um, but basically, so the way that I have it set up is I, I did a Google Forms um, and I will put the link to that when we post the podcast and the social media posts, we'll put the link to that. So anyone uh, can click on that link. And if they have a question or a topic that they want us to discuss, they can type that in. It's a hundred percent anonymous. There's no, I don't see any emails, uh, any names or anything. Um, so, and the best part of this is, uh, when we do it, I will be the only one that knows the topic. So any, uh, any conversation will be completely organic because you or the guests will not know yeah. what the topic is. And, and most of the time, uh, it, as you hear me go through these podcasts and stuff like that, and kind of facilitate these conversations is the guests do not know our questions. Uh, right. This podcast that we did this time, I think the guests knew the questions and right. I did not. That and is so, correct. Uh, so it was great. Just kind of a, like you said, I love that organic conversation, not scripted, just ready to go. So is that also a place maybe they can recommend a, a guest on the podcast? Or, absolutely. Yeah. Any, anything that you want to recommend for the podcast? Or a subject. Absolutely. Yeah. Or subject. Yeah. Absolutely. Or maybe a new host. Like maybe that well, we'll take a recommendation, what, taking I, applications. Well, <laughs> I don't know that we're taking applications, but I will say after this last podcast, I don't know, maybe Sergeant yeah. Tromba might not be. Not as hard as it looks. No. <laughs> well, no one's looking at it because yeah, it's a right. podcast. But not as hard as it sounds. Yeah. People. So, and you're probably like, it doesn't sound that hard. So <laughs> it's just conversations. So uh, with that, man, thanks. Thanks for doing that. And uh, we hope you enjoy 
the, the May edition of the podcast. All right, welcome to the uh, May edition of the Fuel Podcast. Today is a little bit different. Uh, we were we were kind of going through some things. We had a person kind of fall out that uh, that we wanted to do. We'll we'll do that on a, another one. But uh, not, not fall out. Not fall out when out. you lock your knees and yeah, pass yeah, out. They, didn't fall out. they they were a, a scheduling conflict. Yes, they had a scheduling we conflict. So uh, so we wanted to try something different. And and uh, Sergeant Weaver brought up an idea, and I think it's great. Is uh, so in here with us we have uh, Sergeant Tromba. And Sergeant Douglas and uh, Sergeant Weaver, the dream weaver, as always. And so, uh, and myself, Chief Parks, and we're just going to have a conversation. And so we've got a couple different questions that that are, are kind of scheduled, but we're going to let this go where it may. And we've got a little bit of different experiences and rank and everything else. So we have a little discussion on where we're at as the Air Force right now and where we're at as Grissom. So first, let's start with a lot of times, uh, I think people get to know me a little bit on here. And so... Uh, let's start with you, Sergeant Tromba. Why don't you tell us a little bit about you and like a two minute uh, or less version of, hey, here's who I am uh, and maybe a little bit about your career. Preferably uh, less. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm Sergeant Tromba. I am the Wing Career Assistance Advisor. Um, I've been here for about two years um, and I've been in the Air Force for 12 years. Um, I started as dental, then I became training manager and now I'm here. Um, best job ever. So. Yeah. Was that short, short enough for you? Well, well, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't. What what would you say your height stature is at this? Like Um, we just had this. I would say that I'm like five, five. No, I'm just kidding. I'm like five, five feet. My feet are not touching the ground right now. Before they make that comment. Answered before we even had to ask the question. All right. All right. All right. Sergeant Douglas, what what about you? Uh, Sergeant Douglas, I'm from Chicago. Uh, I've been in the Air Force five years, going on six now. I'm the uh, medical records manager for the base. And uh, I don't know if I want to give my height. It might be people listening to That's this. That's right. <laughs> I'm officially 5'10", but I, I might put six feet sometimes. Yeah, we'll, we'll put you yeah, on the podcast. You're 6'2". Yeah. All right. All right so I we'll, 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 we'll edit that out. No, 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 you're still five. <laughs> no, you, you say uh, you stay right where you're today. at. That's too much of a stretch. I tried. Yeah, six two is all right for you yeah, today. Exactly. So, so from Chicago, so yep. not far from home here. Nope. And so, did you do anything else before you came in the military? Where I came in the military, I went to college yeah. for about a year. That's well, actually, what was your plan? Like, what was you? What were so you? So the plan start? was uh, go to college. I majored in sports journalism. Oh, okay. The plan, you know, uh, senior Douglas coming out like, I'm gonna go to college, be on ESPN in a couple of years, and we're gonna yeah. be good. And then uh, I got that bill from Kansas, and they were like, Yeah, you got to pay this. So you went to Kansas. I went to University of Kansas. All uh, right. Shouldn't have done it. No scholarship, out-of-state tuition. So. Yeah. Is there anybody else that we could get on the podcast? Me being a Missouri fan. Oh, wow. I don't know if we have <laughs> Kansas. <laughs> like, we have certain rules out here. That's why you got a pre-screen, I, I guess. Yeah, sorry, yeah, sorry. <laughs> there was no betting that went on. What's, what's next? And so I, I feel like, hey, this is this is a step, right? As mm-hmm. you, you wanted to be on Sports Center, you're on Fuel. Like it's next uh, best thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just just one rung below. Yeah. At yeah. at uh you could pick the oddest time at two o'clock in the morning, you know, the two seventeen sports center podcast gets more <laughs> views and listens to, yeah. you know, the the this so uh but how about you? Did you do anything or did you come in straight out of high school? Nope, not straight out of high school. So I was one class away from my bachelor's degree. Um everybody told me to come in as an officer, and of course here I am. Um, but yeah, I just decided that being enlisted 
in the military was something that I really wanted to do. So I was born in Atlanta. My dad worked for IBM. So we lived all over the place. And I was assigned at MacDill in Tampa before this. Dream, what do you got? Yeah, I'm yeah. Gonna introduce myself too. Yeah, okay. go for it. Uh, so I'm Sergeant Weaver. Um, I'm in public affairs. I've been in the Air Force for coming up on 11 years. So, you know, past the point of no return now. Yeah. Um, I'll remind you of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Me too. But I'm, I'm originally from Indiana, from Muncie, which is where I currently reside. It's a nice hour and a half drive for me every day, mm. but still love coming here. And you guys are both Kokomo right, right. now. So yeah, there's no way hour and a half is crazy. Hey, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough. Those gas prices are great right now. Yeah, exactly. But I drive a Prius, so. Oh, you good. Yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so stand by for cool music. <laughs> so, did you do anything? Did you come in straight out of high school? Um, I went, I went to college for three semesters. Mm -hmm. Actually, a fun little fact for you. Uh, I'm a college athlete. I can say that. Oh. <laughs> I played. Stand, stand so by for long I, explanation. Go ahead. It's not that long. <laughs> uh, I did play. I did play basketball in college, but it was at an NAI, NAIA school. It was uh, Indiana University East. That count. It does count, but what doesn't really count is that they had a freshman team. And so it wasn't like actually, oh, yeah, so it was just, just all freshmen. There was, was only six four of, of you. There, <laughs> there were six of us. Everyone made it. Everyone there were six <laughs> of you on the freshman team. I made it. Yeah. There right. were only four people that tried there were, out. There were six. Yeah. It was, it was a blast though. I mean, if you actually like playing a sport and if you're good enough to go to a school, why would you want to go to a school that maybe you're going to sit on the bench? Right. Go somewhere where you're going to play. I, I, that's probably what I would say too if I went to a school that only had six players. <laughs> All right, well, let me just say this: yeah. if my children are awesome at sports and they have an option between a D one or a D two school, if you're going to play, which one are you going to play at? It's Big Fish Little Pond, right? Yeah. It's it's what what you want to be, and and so I'm I'm a firm believer in Big Fish Little Pond. So, but so in case you don't know, um, Nate Parks and how I've could been we not know? Yeah, I've been I've been here at Grissom for about. 18 months now, which is kind of hard to believe. So eight, May is my 18 month point. I'm um, originally from Missouri. If you've ever seen the show Ozark, that's where I'm from. I grew up in Ozark. So I was born in Osage Beach. Um, grew up on the lake. Uh, we went to, I went to seven different schools by the time I was in sixth grade. Sometimes I thought my parents were running from the law. Maybe they had warrants or something, but uh, just so happens my dad was doing construction. And so we, we moved a lot, uh, which is probably where I get this ability to not ever meet a stranger and always want to learn about people and stuff like that. Joined the military straight out of high school. And uh, I've been in for about 25 years. I've been in every status in the, in the, in the, military. So I was active duty, uh, came out, was, had a short break in service. Like, I think we talked about that, like two days, Jordy said, Oh, what the oh, air yeah. force could have been. Imagine what the air yeah, force could have been. Yeah. <laughs> and so then, um, it been a, a traditional reservist. I've been an art, I've been, um, in the IRR, uh, and I'm currently an AGR. And so I've been an AGR for, or part of the full-time orders or AGR for about the last, um, you know, 10 years or so. So looking back at this and you, 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 we take a look at our career and we're like, you know, you're, you're at the point of no return, Josh. And, and you're what you say, six years in five, years. five years in uh -huh. and you're how many years in 12. 12 years in. So five years ago, what do you wish you would have done coming into this? Um, I wish I would have hit the ground running 
better as far as just knowing the opportunities you have once you get into the Air Force. Mm -hmm. It kind of took me a while learning from other people who have been in for, you know, 10, 12 years. Like, hey, have you done this? You know, you qualify for this. Uh, Have you, you know, just using the fact that you're in the Air Force to just progress your career outside of this. Um, So you feel like you maybe started a little slow, like that, that set, set back and kind of, okay, let me watch and see what everybody's doing. Yeah, definitely started slow. Thankfully I had good mentorship. Uh, Just them kept hounding me and just telling me, Hey, you need to be more on top of this just outside of the actual clinic, your actual full-time job, maybe making sure you're making strides in other parts of your life. Some of that starting slow may have been that you spent some time in Kansas. So, I mean, you could <laughs> chop some of that up. All right, all right, that's the last kid's joke. Episode. Just kidding, oh, just kidding, okay. just kidding. Yeah, yeah, just kidding. What about you? Um, so I have, to, I have to completely agree that um, when I came in, there was no development and training flight. So here's my, you know, shout out to Sergeant Saunders. Um, Even though he refused to be on this podcast. Yeah, he's the one who fell out, right? Yeah. Right, yeah. Yes, he was one um, of the fallout. But yeah, so um, the, just the lack of, of understanding the benefits that come with joining the military. Um, I have people in my office all the time talking about education or talking about retraining, going IRR, getting out, just don't understand the opportunities that are right in front of them. Um, so yeah, my shout out to Sergeant Saunders is because we now are focusing on giving the people the information very upfront. I feel like they come in knowing much more than I did when I joined. Um, I don't know about you, Sergeant Weaver, but. Well, like, so when I came in was active duty. So I did active duty for the first eight years. So we didn't have any, would never have any development and training flight. But I think for me, it's, I don't know if it's, it is a little bit about knowing what was available to you, but also taking advantage of that and focusing on yourself. Because I think for at least for the eight years that I was active duty, I knew that that stuff was there, but I didn't necessarily pay attention to it. And so I wish, you know, looking back on that, if you could have just like said something to yourself, like, Hey, these people are telling you this stuff exists for a reason. Mm -hmm. Don't, you know, don't just stay so focused on one thing that you're not looking at the whole picture because then you get to a point where you're at 11 years or 12 years or semi close to retirement. Right. Yeah. And you look back and it's like, Oh, look at all the stuff that I missed. Yeah. I, I think for me, it's, it's that, uh, I think I was so scared to make mistakes. And so and like you, like you were talking about Sir Douglas's, I was so scared to make mistakes that I didn't try stuff that I look back and I'm like, man, I should have tried that. Because I probably would have been good at that. Or at least I would have tried it, you know, and then I'm left sitting here like, oh, I missed that. That didn't come back around. You know, that didn't, that didn't come back around. And and it was, you know, the this, this same way as I, I think I, I didn't start slow. I was really quick at uh, getting close to getting kicked out, you know. So I was, <laughs> I was going, move, I was moving fast. Wow. But but probably in the you know I had some LOCs and some LORs and and you know um, and stuff like that. And and I but I, I think I was making mistakes in the wrong area. You know, I, I wish I would have been more make you know making mistakes. And it, it wasn't really nurtured that way. It wasn't really cage that, you know, there, there was because I was air crew, you know, you make a mistake and it, you, you get, you know, you may lose your qualification. You may do those things. And so, well, how do you think that that translates now? Like, what do you do differently? Like for me, 
feeling that way is I feel like I'm always encouraging people like, Hey, have you ever done this? And they're like, no. And I'm like, go do it. And I'm like, well, I'm not that good at it. Who cares? Yeah. Take like, risk. What, yeah. What it would take some risk. Yeah. Like go out. So I feel like now I'm like a, an encourager of, and then when, when I, when people come up and they're like, you know, well, this person, he, he tried this and he screwed it up. I'm like, don't care. Like great job. Nice job trying. Like I'd rather say, whoa, slow down. than have to, you know, booch in the butt every five minutes and be like, Hey, speed up. Speed up. Yeah. You can't be upset at someone for doing what you ask them to do, yeah. even if they failed at it. Like who, who cares? Or volunteer to and, do it. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, one of the things that I look, that I look at is like, I almost tell people those things because I wish I could do yeah. it. Exactly. But I can't, yeah, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, Oh, you need, like, you should do this. I wish that I had the guts to do it. Yeah. How excited did I, I got so excited when Sergeant Mitchell or Aaron Mitchell was going to the Academy. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, this is so excited because the part of me is like, what what idiot I was. Why didn't I do that? You right. know, why did I try that? Yeah. You know, and now I'm excited. Like, why didn't I go to a small school where there's only six kids that I could have played basketball? Well, on, on the team? On. <laughs> there were more that were on the varsity team. Right. They were a right. lot taller. Right. But so, so how does that, if we're talking about like where we can talk to other people and like, Hey, let's, you know, this would be a good idea or something. I'm too scared to do it. Yeah. But like, how do you, I guess, what would you say to then the person that's not in the military? Oh, like, that's, that's out what, there doing. So yeah, we, well, that, we talk to our, my, you know, I'm an 18 year old son and, and I tell him all the time is, Hey, do take risks now and make mistakes now while you're in this home where we can help you correct them. Right. Because once you get out there in the world, it's a lot harder to correct those things, those but I, but, yeah. but, but we talk a lot about do the things now that you won't have the opportunity to do again. Right. So if, if an opportunity comes up and you're like, probably won't have this opportunity again, or you start looking at, you know, in four or five years, I'm going to have be married. I'm going to have, you know, maybe start having kids, stuff like that. And, and that's what I tell them, like, go venture now, go do things now, go do those things now to where, when you can't do it, you're not left setting like I was where I'm like, oh, I wish I would have done that. You know, can't do that now. You know, it, it's I'm too far in my career. So how do you what do you think you guys like? Do you tailor your like as you see people coming in because you've been in the least amount of time. So Doug, it's like as you as you get a new airman over there at AMDS. I mean, do you do you charge them up and you get them all juiced up? And, I try to I try to get them involved with uh, Rising Six. That's yeah. one thing that we do. Um and also, we I think the base does a good job. I just don't think it is gets taken advantage of enough of extracurricular things that we have around base. Like, uh, go out, do Rising Six. Uh, Sergeant Rosco had that game game night. night. Go to that, even if you're not into games. Which we need somebody to take that over because he's gone, right? Right. <laughs> that almost sounded like Was someone that you volunteered. Volunteering? Yeah, uh, it sounded like that. <laughs> I knew. Uh, Perfect. We'll talk about it. Like, yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. But as far as just going to it. Uh, just go, even if you're not into games, because you're going to meet people there. And that's just that's just a good opportunity to network and reach out. Just There's a lot of airmen who get here initially and they uh, they work. Then they go back to uh, lodging and, you know, they throw Netflix on, yeah. call home, and then they wake up and then they're back home. And when you do that and you – that's a whole month, right? Because you're coming for two days out mm-hmm. of the month. That's a whole month where you didn't reach out. You didn't make a new friend. You didn't – 
yeah. build connections with anybody. Yeah, we almost need like a dinner club, like, hey, meet down at the lodging, you know, we're karaoke. Gonna do a, karaoke or that dinner would be club. A big, yeah, yeah. I'm they, not gonna sing, I'll listen. They're but. they're working on like the movie, they're doing the movie nights now where they're gonna put the inflatable screen up. They may even show Top Gun. That's I don't know if that's released yet. So I may have to edit that out. But they're gonna try to show the new Top Gun, you know, stuff like so we're trying to do those things. But yeah, you're right. And it's I always always look at that and I'm like, you're the right guy for it, right? Because you get some old, you know, dude doing it. Like that's what we talked about with the picnic or with the the family day is I was like, I want somebody young that the music they're playing or the, the, the game or something is a bunch of us older people are like, I don't really know that this is what we should be doing. Right. And I'm like, that's when we know it's playing well because probably everybody else is enjoying it. <laughs> right. You know, we're not playing the Beach Boys or not playing, you know, whatever. What's is, wrong with the Beach hey, Boys? Easy, set it up. Nobody so, knows it, Yeah. <laughs> but if it's, it's some, you know, that generation, it, there's a generational gap there. And so, yeah, I, I like that. Uh, encouraging them to kind of get out and do that. You have a lot of people with certain trauma that come through your own. Every time I come down there, there's somebody different. And I, part of it's because I think you have snacks there. And part <laughs> wow, of it was also, funny. part of it's also is that you, I can smell when you start making cookies. <laughs> Fire department, back off. Uh, yeah, back off. If, if you, if you make it cookies, I can smell them and it draws me in down there. But you have a lot of people. So how does your, you know, uh, thoughts of early in your career when you have someone that's coming in and they're like, ah, just this isn't for me or this isn't, what do you do? So people come to see me other than cookies and snacks, <laughs> but, um, so I think people usually around the six year mark, I'll say are in this. Pay attention. Sir Douglas. They're this in you. this, um, mindset of, look, I haven't been in long enough that I'm stuck. Um, but I'm not necessarily happy where I am. So the way that I look at it is, and I usually say people are always so focused on, you know, my HASVAB scores weren't that well, or I didn't do that well on it. Um, so my thing is, if you could have whatever job you wanted in the Air Force, what would it be? Right. So we usually have that conversation. That's usually where we start. Um, do you want to be something? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Sorry. <laughs> my hand hit the mic there. Apologize. Um, usually, <laughs> usually we start having that conversation. Do you want to be in medical? Do you want to be public affairs? Do you want to go to maintenance? Um, Isn't it crazy to the reaction you get? Like, well, I really want to do this, but I'm, I'm, I'm in this job or the recruiter said I was good for this job. And it's like all the time I tell people is that when they, I used to be a superintendent I would do a lot of squadron hiring and I would ask people, you know, what's your best case scenario? And sometimes people were applying for the job in, in my squadron and I'm like, we're not your best case scenario. Why don't I use the connections I have and we try to get you to Ohio or we try to get you to, and they're like, why would you do that? Like you need a spot here because that's what the reserve is about. Right. Like is if that's your best case scenario, let's shoot for it. You know, if that's your, your job, if that's your, your best case scenario job, let's go after that. Right. And, and that's basically what I try to do for everybody um, is let's read. I, I try to be everybody's biggest hype man. Right. Like go retake the ASVAB, do your CCAF. You can do all of these things. Um, sometimes you just need that extra little, you know, kick. What's right? your favorite story from that? Like what's your what's your favorite? You don't have to name names. Uh, Gosh, but I just have so many. I, I don't know. I, I really I feel like. This job in particular, I just have so many good stories because there's so many success stories. Um, we have somebody here, actually, who I don't know if they listen to the podcast, 
but they had 16. Kind of hurtful. Yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, they definitely listened uh, to the podcast. Wow. Anyways, so they well, had so 18. You picked some good guests, Josh. Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate that. Maybe someone that likes the podcast. No, next I time. love the podcast. Right, anyway, so <laughs> he had 18 years um, com- combined service, but only like 12 years were reflecting on his record. So he came to my office. We had the conversation. He said, I'm not, I'm not doing another eight years. Um, I've done 18 years. I, and a lot of you will probably be like, yeah, she is really annoying sometimes. I will ping, ping, ping until I get an answer, right? Yeah, squeaky so wheel it. I'm very squeaky wheel. Um, so every day I would contact the Army Records, send me, and they would kick back like, no, we need this form. And it was like the day before his ETS. And I called him like, you will give me his <laughs> records. And they gave it and we got it updated. And he, he enlisted and got promoted and and we'll be able to honorably and rightfully finish out his service. So, I mean, so many stories like that where we just get people where they want to be or, I don't know, it's just, it's a great job. I love and, it. And, and I just love it. And I'm, I'm you got any of those stories yet? Uh, I wish. That, <laughs> yeah, she put me on the spot with that one. Um, you know, being medical records manager, you're pretty much just making sure everybody's actual record that happens outside, whether whatever you're being seen for is rightfully being shown in your medical record that way when you do get out after those 20 years and you want to get disability from the va or yeah. uh you want to seek further coverage for it we make sure that you're taken care of because it's like here he was seen for it this day he was seen for it this day make sure he gets taken care of for that that job is never one where someone opens up their records and they're like oh look all of them are here Right, right. Thank right. you. Yeah, so exactly. yeah. Right. They're, they're like, yeah. wait a second. It's one of those things where it's like, this. I was once near a burn pit near a country. You know, it's like, and then they're like, where is it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah you could do no right. It's always wrong. Right. It's, but um, that's what I signed up for. Like when I, when I was offered uh, the jobs that I was offered, there was medical admin, which I'm doing now. It was like fuels. And it was like, um, Another maintenance thing. And I was like, I want to be inside with air conditioning. I'll take the, <laughs> I'll take the yeah. medical job. And then they were like, all right. And I had no, I don't care. I didn't care about medical at the time. I just, I just want to be inside. So I get here. So what, what's your, and, and sorry, no, I'll, I'll do this a lot though, but uh, and I'm sorry, but I won't, not really. But so what's your background to where that was, that was your driving force? So like that you wanted to be inside. Um, I'm just a city guy. Like I know okay. on this base specifically, we got a lot of like outdoorsy people. Let's go hike. Let's go. Ugh. Yeah. I'm, I'm the opposite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Keep me away from. And you're in the right area. Like like you're in the right area. Yeah. I'm no, super city. I'm super surrounded like, by corn. I want air conditioning on me 24 seven. Mm-hmm. I just want to uh, kick back. Obviously work, but you know. Yeah. So uh, I get what you're saying. No. That was one of those things where I was just like, all right, medical. I'm pretty sure they're inside. <laughs> yeah. Most of the time, I was right. And um, once I got here and then my actual job gets exposed, because medical admin can be a bunch oh, yeah, of different right things. They're like, you're going to be in a records room and you're responsible for everybody's. Yeah, like a wall of records here. Yeah. And so your first feeling after that is like, what did I sign up for? You know what I mean? What other air conditioning jobs do you have? Exactly. Is there anywhere <laughs> else where I could be? 596. That's when he comes yeah. to me. That's when he comes to me. Gotcha. I Is gotcha. there an HVAC job where I could just create my own air condition? Exactly. He's you know. got like a portable fan like yeah. attached to it. <laughs> I wish. I need one of those. But, um, so at first, obviously, you're a little nervous because you're dealing with a lot of people's medical records and you're yeah. affecting people 
money, honestly. Like, what's their livelihood? It's yeah. after your. I mean, I'm I'm close to retirement, right? And so, that's one of those things. Trump is saying no. I know she says she <laughs> says that I can't retire, She's but yeah. Uh, she keeps creating points issues for me to where I can't <laughs> get, actually get there quite there. I'm actually I'm just right, your I'm points. Not, I'm not quite over the goal line yet. So, uh, and I keeps getting moved back. So, um, but it's, it's just, it's one of those things where I, I don't know. I, I love this. I love that, uh, you know, you take pride in that and that, that you saw it and you were like, Hey, at first, I'm like, I have no idea what this is. But now someone, again, that's looking at retirement, you know, down the road is like, oh, crap, I want somebody in there that, you know, number one, enjoys the air condition, but also yeah, <laughs> enjoys, you know, like they take, they, they look at it and they go, hey, I know what I got here. Mm-hmm. Like, I know what I need to do. And I know the responsibility is on me. Right. So what about like, you go, you ever go back to Chicago and someone's like, hey, man, I'm, I'm thinking about joining up. All the time, but yeah, they, what, they never, it's, it's usually just what, you, what advice do you give them? Like if it's. I always tell them go to reserve route all, all the time because yeah. all of my friends back home, I know that they can't deal with the uh, active duty lifestyle is a little bit different. I mean, reservists, obviously we're all still in the military. We're all still a family, but I think it's a little bit more lax here. Uh, and I think two days out of the month for some people is easier for them to deal with. All right. For two days, I need to go in and it's going to be, yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. I'm going to have to, you know, take orders and take it with a smile on my face. You know, some people yeah. just aren't able to do that for an entire month or whatever. So start reserve. If you really like it, then you can always go over to active. I always say that. That's one of my advice. And then um, figure out what you want to do and shoot for that ASVAB score. I, the fact that I came in, you know, when I came in, I didn't know anything about the military. I just took the test and they so gave no me- So no family, history, military, anything like that? Zero. I don't, I didn't even know anybody really in the in the military. I didn't even know what it was really about. It was just, yeah. I know this can help with school. Uh, why not? Uh, I'll take a shot at it. And um, so I, I would suggest know what you're getting into to those people who are thinking about getting in and um, have a job in mind and just shoot for that ASVAB score. And once you do that, the rest is What do you give? Josh, like, so, and well, first off, in Muncie, is do do people they, they qualify to? Do them? I'm just kidding. Oh, <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I don't claim Muncie. Just so you, you just know, I don't actually. It. I don't actually live in Muncie. That's just the only place Play that you guys tapes, will please. know what I'm talking about when I say I live in Daleville. It's in between Muncie that's and worse. Anderson. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's, that's worse. What, yeah, I think you just made it is not Douglas worse. Chills. He got chilled. Like yeah. <laughs> Daleville. He's like take Ill. the AC Ill. off me. I'm 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 opposite of you though. I would tell people active duty yeah, and that's so just me because too. that's just because uh-huh. I don't, what about you so i think it's different right so people i i, I was I, looking for a short answer okay. <laughs> <laughs> it depends okay yeah so go, ask, finish what it, you were it, gonna it say depends, like, it depends on the person yeah. right okay for instance uh trainee morris that just left this morning to go yeah, to basic yeah. training that's going to come to uh public affairs office yep. we've had multiple conversations about whether the reserves or active duty was right for her of course, I would love to have her in our office, but if active duty is the route that's going to be better for her, more opportunities within this career but She's field, also got a college degree. She does have a college degree. I told you she's going to be my boss someday. Wow. Yeah. But um, I just, I think my biggest thing, like if I'm talking to someone that's considering joining the military or they don't even have to be considering it, maybe you're in a bad spot. Mm-hmm. I will, every time I will tell someone, use, use the military. Yeah. I don't. You don't have to join because, oh, my family all did it or I have all the, use them. If you're yeah. in a crappy situation, you know what the easiest way out is? 
join the military. They're going to teach you a skill and get you out of whatever situation you're in. It's kind of our job as NCOs and senior NCOs to then pour in patriotism. Right. Right. You'll get that when you get. We've talked about this before is you start for one reason. Yep. But you stay for another. Right. You know, the, the start and stay are totally different. Right. You know, those those DNTF members over there that are working with Sergeant Saunders, they're starting for one reason. But talk to them in 10 years and, and the, they'll have different reasons why they're right. still here. What were you going to say? Like, you, it depends. What does it depend on? Well, so what I was going to say is that it really <laughs> does depend because, I mean, so I have a lot of parents, you know, sometimes I'll wear like my Air Force shirt out. Yeah. Um, and they'll be like, well, can you convince my child to join. I no, know. I can't. Yeah, we don't like, need more convinced has, people right, here. This has to be something that you want to do. Like yeah. especially when you're coming in serving 6 years, it has to be something you want to do. We this is a decision that comes from within, right? So if you want to do it or you feel like you want to do it, then just do it. When I joined, a lot of people said um women joining the military are running away from something. Which is absolutely yeah, so what are you false. running from? Nothing. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm not running from running anything, to. right? Right. But so I think that's a, a perception sometimes of women joining the military. Excuse me. And yeah, um, it really depends on the situation. Do they want to go to school? Do like what? What is your end goal? Um, once you give the end goal, then then we can definitely talk about you know the differences in the reserve, guard, active duty. Um, yeah. Obviously, the reserve is the best, in my opinion. Um, but yeah, every situation warrants a different response. Yeah, I'll, I also suggest uh, a lot of times, again, I'm a guy that's, hey, do what you you, you can what only do right you? now, right? And so, so like, it, you know, I'm, I'm a big pusher of, hey, go to the active duty and see what that's like. Let them, and then from there, you can you can come back to the reserve. But I think sometimes in the reserve, if people are just straight reservists that have never been active duty, they don't sometimes appreciate what we have here. Mm. So that piece that you're talking about is, hey, things are a little more relaxed or, or hey, maybe we don't sweat the small stuff as much or, or whatever that may be. They don't get that. Yeah. Right. Because that's from day one for them. And so then what happens is it's it's, you know, like any teenager that you may have is if you give them a little then they're like, well, let's keep taking this you know, somewhere else. Yeah, and let's, 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 let's keep going down this. So you were active duty. You were active duty originally. Nope. I, was not. Reserve? I joined reserve, but again, have been every status like you. Yeah. What, uh, what's your, I know what your answer is. Cause you answered on one of the other podcasts. Alaska was your favorite assignment. Oh, huh? of course. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but that's, and that probably plays a role. And when someone is asking me like reserves or active duty, and I'm mm-hmm. going to say active duty because of the opportunities that I had. Never would have been there. Yeah, never would. Yeah. And well, just by being stationed there. I mean, you get operators from every service coming up there and like as public fares, we get to go out with them. Yeah. And it just, and, and, but those don't exist everywhere. So if, if I'm telling you a story and it sounds awesome and you're like, then I want to do active duty. If you're Grand Forks, North Dakota, you're probably not going to be doing that stuff. What about you? Favorite assignment? I think I know the answer to this one too. Well, so I feel like it's very cliche, but I feel like every assignment, if you asked me while I was there, was my favorite assignment. Yeah, they um, each bring you, something different, huh? Yeah. If you ask me now, this is my favorite when I was at Robbins. I mean, they all, for different reasons, have been my favorite assignments. So. Every once in a while, I'll send her like senior master sergeant jobs that are, you know, in her career field and stuff. And she's like, 
why are you trying to get me to leave? I'm, I love I it know. here. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm trying to, yeah, you so. know, provide opportunities. I, I agree with you is so I look back at places where people hated it, right? Holloman. I was at Holloman and we loved it, but it was a different, it was for a different reason, you know, than, than a lot of people. And, you know, it's the same way with Vegas. Like we, we loved Vegas and people are like, well, why'd you love it so much? And I'm like, it was a great place to raise a family. Like we felt so connected there to other families that, that they became like family. Like we made lifelong friends through that process. And so, yeah, each one kind of holds its, its own piece as we've, so you, even you being in for, for five years, what are the, what are the changes you see? From the beginning? To yeah. Now? Oh man. Um, well, obviously the biggest change for me was being medical, uh, COVID flipped everything around. Yeah. You know, I mean, you, you can't be prepared for like a pandemic that's never yeah. happened yeah. <laughs> in like the yeah. past hundred years. Let me years get the here. Let me go to the South Seas. What's it say about pandemic? Yeah, tech school didn't have that <laughs> yeah. as one of the courses. So uh, that was a huge change. Just adjusting to that for the whole clinic. All of us we were just like, all right, how do we put a lot of strain on you guys? It did, but it was how do we continue doing what we usually do just now that, you know, we are a clinic, we are a medical uh, tr sort of treatment facility, but we're not at the same time. So mm -hmm. which rules do we copy from the other hospitals that are going on, active duty side, which ones don't apply to us? Uh, how do we best take care of Grissom, right? Like how do we, to make sure we're not just doing what everybody else is doing, make sure we're tailoring it to Grissom Air, Air Reserve Base, making sure that we're making sure everybody's able to get uh, greened up IMR wise. Um, as far as just in general, um, I think I think morale has gone up. Since, maybe it's just because I'm my morale has gone up since yeah, yeah. I first got in. So I'm just assuming so you're an influencer. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> yeah, maybe that's what you're it driving is. But, morale. Um, you know, just the more you're here, obviously, the more people you meet, and um, I look forward to coming here. Uh, more than I did at the very beginning. Mm -hmm. At the very beginning, it was just something I had to do. You know, I, yeah. I, uh, this weekend I have to be at Grissom. Now. It's a means to an end, right? Exactly. Like in the beginning, yeah. And obviously I like to know so that I'm here full time now. So I, I would say morale is a big thing. Yeah, that's a, that's that change, right? Is why you're here and then why'd you stay is exactly. totally different, yeah. you know? What do you think? What's the things that you've seen change, Sergeant Tromba? Um, a lot, a lot has changed since I've been here. Um, I think the support, we've always had good support from leadership, but, um, I tell you all the time, I appreciate, you know, we come up with these crazy ideas and our leadership team is very supportive of them. So just the new, just like, whatever, what do you call it? The dis. Frisbee, oh, like golf. just different Frothing, things. The school, the froth course, the froth, the froth course you know, the school, yeah, college all, is all of those here. type of things that we just, things that we bring, it's just always supportive. And, and I think that, you know, same, the morale has changed. Um, what about like the, we've, we've watched uh, the, the dressing and parents. That's what I was going to say. Just think about how many, changes within oh, i don't know the last year and a half yeah. i mean more changes in the last year and a half than the previous 10 years a of lot of that career. is chief bass driving you know that accelerate change and and changes that probably were needed for a long time mm -hmm. Pro and 
Yes, I would agree. But then when there's so much at the same time, it almost makes you uncomfortable. Like, whoa, what just happened to what yeah. I got used to? It's almost seems completely different now. Yeah. It's interesting to talking to people, even like the female hair standards where they can wear their hair down. And, and a lot of females are like, I don't like it. You know, <laughs> and then you meet these other females. They're like, I love it. Like, right. I, you know, and so even that piece. And I'm so. just going to tell you, I absolutely love having my hands in my pockets. Oh, oh I love it's it. It's the greatest. I used to call them guard mittens all the time. It's like, I asked for my guard mittens on. It's like, yeah. you don't realize how much you love putting your hands yeah. in your pockets until you can't do it. Right. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, I never even thought about how and much I, think I like says, doing this. I think it says something about you can't walk with your hands in pocket. And so now... It's no longer like when I stand in front of people, I used to have to be really conscious because I'd put my hand in my pocket when mm -hmm. I talk to them. So I'd be real con you know, self-conscious about that. Now it's, I find myself, like I w when I read that, I was like, who walks with their hands in their pocket? Everyone. Me. Yeah. Me. Yeah. 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 Like, like it's like when COVID started, right? And you're like, I didn't realize how much I cough in public. Right. Like, yeah. you know, no, for sure. Until you can't cough, then you're trying to hold that thing in. You know? <laughs> you're like dying. Like, I don't yeah, think like, this is good for me, but yeah, your <laughs> eyes are watered. You're behind that mask and like, you okay? Like this meeting's touching. It's almost like you got to relearn the uh, AFIs though, because you got so used oh, yeah. to them. I mean, that was your whole career. They yeah. did not, if they changed, they were very small changes. And then all of a sudden it's, yeah. And, it, and then it's, and then it's even hard. Like, Hey, I don't think you're allowed to do that. Uh, actually I am. And you're wrong. You should read the AFI. Right. Like, Oh. And so now it's more of an ask, right? Is like yeah. A, so yeah, we we expect our our airmen to be a little more educated now with with the rapid change, right? And those those pieces, I try to put that stuff out and make sure that we stay. You guys do a good job with public affairs of of sending that stuff out. But um, do you think we're changing for the better? I do, especially when it comes to the EPRs. Oh yeah. So narrative going to narrative instead of bullet. I just, I, I don't see, and I, maybe I make some people upset here. I just think that the, the bullet thing was such a, not a waste of time, but it took so much more time than it needed to take I, for what it was. Yeah. I picture that to be a, um, you know, one of those evolutions that wasn't meant to take place. Like, hey, if you abbreviated this word and then put these numbers in here, and then next thing you know, every word's abbreviated right. and there's, you know, it whatever sentence structure that was, I don't have any idea who came up with that idea with the dashes and everything else. Like, so who's a random person that did this? I think sometimes that stuff is like, as a joke, let's suggest this. <laughs> right. And, and then, then it sticks yeah. and you're like. But I love the fact, you know, we're getting ready. Um, we'll push the email out that our second quarter awards will be all in plain English. Like it's it just nice. a narrative format to where, you know, if if you have an airman that comes in and does great things and you write up a, a 1206 for them, even if they don't win, they can now take that 1206, go back to their civilian boss, their family or whatever and say, hey, ever wonder what I'm doing on the weekends? Here, here it is. Have you ever tried to your own, your own EPR, tried to decipher that and put it on a resume? Impossible. Yeah. It's, impossible. it's impossible. The way that they were written, it's like, I don't know how to translate this to make it so that someone will understand. Someone that's not in the military. So I used to, you know, when I'd be working on 1206s or EPRs at home, I'd, I'd read a bullet to Leah and I'm like, man, I've been working on this bullet. This is a good one. I read it to her and she'd be like, I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> you did what? Would, yeah. What? Uh, she's like, what? Did, is that English? Like, right. what are you, what are you talking about? You're over here on Google typing in acronyms. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what that means. Yeah. And you shouldn't have to do all that to write no. a good EPR for your airman. I think that affects the airman. Like if your supervisor, uh, if it's a chore 
to write an EPR, then I think you're directly yeah. affecting the quality of the EPR that that airman is getting. No one should have to be like, all right, I have to set aside three hours to crank out, yeah. you know, two EPRs. Because then, you know, hour two, two hours and a half, that person's not going to have the same. Right. And is that efficient, effective use of your time? No. Someone told me they spent 40 hours working on their EPR. I was what? like, what are you doing? Like, were they, you know what they were hours. doing? They were trying to get all of the bullets to the first letter, spell something on the way down. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it's all the white space, right? Like, it's who the, came yeah. up with that? Like, who came up with the idea? But of, it has to be to the very yeah, end. Yeah. So That's why you use, like, the little half space. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's the greatest thing. I Which, do, uh, you learn it, and now they're now we're going to narrative, so <laughs> yeah. you won't need it gotcha. anymore. Gotcha. <laughs> That's a, we just keep you on your toes. Yeah. I do think that, that there's a lot of change. I think looking at these development pieces, too, is development especially even over the last five years has really changed in what we're requiring of airmen and, and that development. And, you know, I look back and I don't, I can't think of anyone who, um, not Tom Fasola was the only one that I can remember of is that an airman that I, I knew that had a degree. I never knew an airman now that had a degree. Now everyone knows. I mean, you, we just sent someone to basic training today that has it as a, just graduated on Saturday with their bachelor's. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this is, you know, development piece. And I think sometimes we miss the mark. And I know that I have missed the mark in communicating that of just now we have to push development so hard because I want to make sure that whatever you want, Sergeant Douglas, like you're going to be competitive for it. But we can't get there unless we do this development piece, right? And I think sometimes it's like, here goes Chief talking about his development stuff. And it's like, it doesn't help me any. Like, I, that's, that's not anything I get credit for. I, you know, I don't, I don't get credit if you go get your, your, your CCAF or, or any of that stuff. But what it does do is when you come to me and you say, hey, I really want to, you know, I, I met this. Are you married? No. So I really met this, uh, you know, person in that's in Texas and there's a job down there and, and I really want this job because I, I want to move down there. And then we look at your records and we're like, you've done zero development. You're not, you're not even going to be competitive for this. I hate that. Right. You know, I want it to where it's, it's like you can compete for your own jobs. Like you, that there should be no one, there should be no one that comes into Grissom and applies for one of our jobs that beats out one of our people because we should be that competitive. Like we should be the one, like we know what it takes. So let's get competitive after. And, and likewise, I think if we do that here, that will also make us competitive. If you so choose to go, you know, somewhere else, but that's a great thing about the reserve is you don't have to, but, I, but I think there's a shift in that development piece, which the why hasn't shifted with it. Right. The why is just, here's another stupid air force program. You know, eh, here we go. Like, here's another CBT. Here's another, you know, instead of looking at who we, we're in the smartest Air Force we've ever been in. Yeah. You know, the airmen that are coming in are smarter than the airmen that were coming in when I was, you know, mainly because I was there. But uh, <laughs> I'm glad you said it. Yeah. <laughs> Beat you to it. Uh, but it's, it's so hard to see the importance of it until you're applying for that job. It's, it's really hard because, like, you could tell as many airmen as you want that until they're like, applying for that Texas job because of that person yeah, yeah. Man, and they're not competitive, then they're like, oh, shit. And it's everything, to. everything they want is there, exactly. right? Exactly. It's, it's, it's tough, but you got to, people aren't telling you these things for no reason. You know, you're not harping on 
development for like you said it doesn't affect you any so yeah believe me if it, i would love to just sit back and talk about sports and and you know hang out and fishing and hunting and and whatever is important to you uh you know screen printing shirts or something I don't know, whatever whatever's <laughs> important she does do that uh, yeah i see i know those things but uh, all those things like i would love to just sit back and do those but you know that that would be way more enjoyable for me it, but it, the thing is is i can't stand the thought of thinking you're going to miss an opportunity because i didn't inspire you or, or motivate you to go do those things even if you're pissed off at me um i still I, at least you're going to be ready if that comes around the corner I think the follow through is also very important. So people come to my office and I'll always be like, give them some sort of homework. Like, did you do this? Did you do that? Yeah. Or they'll come back and I'll ask them about it again. And they'll be like, why do you remember that? Mm-hmm. But the follow through, right? Like, so I'm telling you or maybe giving you advice for a reason, right? So I might harp you all the time, but again, it's, those opportunities sometimes rely on something like your CCAF, or you might be applying for the same job as somebody who has seen your enlisted joint PME and you don't. That could be. We're, we're facing it right now with step. The time. Right? So we can, we can go through and I can, I can go through and look at like all the step, the people that, that submitted for step two, like promotions. And I can be like, this person's not going to be competitive. And you're just like, well, why? Well, they didn't, they didn't do any of the optional stuff. They've hit all the minimums, but you got to figure all these the people that are wanting to compete for this, like that have the desire, like, hey, I need to make this because I need to provide for my family or I need my wife can't work. The people that want to. And like you said, that that's huge. Like, I didn't even really think of that as like, how do you, how do you relay that to an airman that doesn't have right? That's like, yeah. you know, I'm going college. I'm going you know, I don't know that I'm even going to do this in five years. Mm-hmm. How do you motivate those people? It's tough, but I mean, that's why I think mentorship is so important. Mm-hmm. And like if they see it happening through because a lot of the things I've learned is because I saw somebody who I looked up to or somebody who I learned from going through it. Right. And if you see it in real time, like a member uh, who's serious about their development, going to school, making sure things happen or being passed up for it. Uh, a promotion that they thought they deserved. If you see it happening, you're like, okay, this is real. He, I think he deserved that and he didn't get it. Let me make sure when I get to that point, I'm actually in a position where it doesn't happen to me. So that's why I think you should grab somebody, uh, put them under your wing if you can. If you see an airman around here who you feel like they, they're not able to, it doesn't compute yet for them. Mm-hmm. Take them under your wing and just have them watch you. You don't even have to tell them that stuff because sometimes watching is better than hearing it. I think mentorship's big, but friendship might be bigger. Yeah. If you're friends with everyone that you work with, obviously still professionally, but if you're friends with everyone, then they're going to listen to stuff you say and vice versa. You're going to listen to things that they say. Mm -hmm. And it's much easier to say like, hey, I'm not saying this because I'm your supervisor. I'm saying this because I'm your friend. Yeah. And then you can have those conversations where you can. I'm saying this as your friend. And then other times I'm saying this as your supervisor. It's it's on full display with with us, right? Is I can get up there and give a speech at commander's call or or whatever or an e call. And the people that know me and know my heart and know they they're like, oh yeah, like that was the people that don't, they're like, he's a jerk, you know, or or he's out of his mind. You know, and they and so I think that is huge to 
your uh, credibility and 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 talking those things. And I, I I truly believe that it takes it at the the friendship level. You know, I think sometimes we we talk about well, it's at a a lower level. It's not at a lower level. It's at a friendship level. Mm-hmm. Whoever is influencing those individuals. Those need to be the ones. And I think a lot of times that's where, you know, as we become NCOs and senior NCOs, if we just always be like, well, we're doing this because the Air Force said we had to, then people aren't going to buy in. But if we if we dig into it and we're like, okay, I agree with this or I don't agree with this, but here's how it would affect you. Here's how it's affected me, right? And I was a guy that it came late to the game in development, real late in my career. And I will tell you one of the hardest things that I had to do was set up my own dinner table and tell my own kids and my wife that I didn't get a job because of something I didn't do. Because I knew they were gonna ask. And so I was like, I might as well fess it up and use it as a learning lesson is, you know, uh, is or learning a lesson or, you know, learning point is like, hey, this is why you do, do the things you, you don't necessarily want to do now so that you can do the things that you want to do later. Right. So the, the air force, let's say, we'll say system mm-hmm. can knock you down and it can also raise you up. Mm-hmm. But do you feel like, like the air force has legitimately made you a, a better all around person? And it's, and what I mean by that is like, so you go to basic, right? We talked about it this morning when, when yeah. Training Morris was leaving and you, all these things are instilled in you yeah. for eight and, a, eight and a half weeks, I think is what basic is now. And then you leave there. Has the Air Force made you a better person over eight and a half weeks? So I will say for me, I, I grew up in a very strong Christian home. You know, we didn't have a lot of money. My parents worked hard, um, but uh, I always knew I was loved. I had, I had very strong Christian values and stuff. So for me, uh, I think that that initial take was I I went the opposite direction. As I found a lot of people that weren't like me and that didn't grow up like me. And I was like, this is interesting. <laughs> so I found myself, you know, and that's where that whole, like I said, is I, I, I ran into it really hard, but it was like partying and, you know, the the drinking and the, the all those pieces and so I think I I found the wrong I but I was seeking it I think the the wrong crowd and so I think there was a time period or a time in there where I think if you would have looked at my life before the Air Force and looked at my life you know when I was an airman I probably became a worse person but then what happened was I had a guy a senior master on Luke Reisdorf said sat me down and he said, Hey man, one of the things that I love is partying with you. (laughs) Like good time, Charlie. It is a lot of fun. Like there is nothing that we can come up with that you won't try or do, or you're always, everybody always has more fun. And he goes, but you need to choose. Do you want to continue to be that guy? Or do you want to be an airman? Because those two aren't going to continue to mix. And it, it hit me like, I'm that dude. Like, I, you know, I look at it, I was like, I got an LOC, I got an LOR, like I've been in handcuffs. Like I, I'm that dude. Like, 
I'm the dude that's, yeah, a lot of fun that everybody's probably looking at. Like he's a total waste of talent. And so I, I turned it around. And so then now I look at my life and I say, yeah, like I'm a small town country boy from the Ozarks, you know, and the, the most realistic part about that show Ozark is the characters that are from the Ozarks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You could take everything else out of there that none of that is realistic that, but the characters from there are, are pretty realistic. And, um, to think that now I'm a command chief at a wing that is almost the size of the town that I grew up in. I think, heck yeah, I, I've become a better person. And I, I look at what it's provided my kids and the education opportunities and, you know, all those pieces. Yeah. Yeah. Good luck topping that, Sergeant Douglas. Because of the stare that Sergeant Tromba gave me, I think we should go to her next. No, no, no. Like, do you feel, do you feel like, and it's not, it's not necessarily the eight and a half weeks at basic, right? It's mm -hmm. your, I don't think it's eight and a half weeks. Yes, yeah, it is. It's eight and a half weeks. Uh, okay. None of us, here come the old well, jokes. None of us are as old as you when it was six weeks when that you was went six through. Weeks. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like six weeks. Now. yeah. I was just down there. All right, go ahead. Sorry. It's like seven and a half. So, uh, did I become a better person now? That's tough. I don't, I'm definitely a different person. I don't know. Uh, better is so subjective. I'm sure there's some people in my life would be like, yeah, you're definitely a better person. There's some people who are like, no, <laughs> we like uh, old Douglas way better. Yeah, I, I, there, there's a lot of friends that partied with me that was like, hey, dude, like, well, you can come out party again. Like, exactly. <laughs> right? Um, you know what? I think uh, the Air Force combined with me. You know, I joined, I was 21. And now, you know, obviously I'm 26. So just getting older. And now that I'm doing the, you know, seven to four, I come in, check in, and then, you know, I go home. You just grow as a person doing that as opposed to partying. You know, I went to Kansas for you. That was a blur. Got home, kept partying a little bit while I went to community college for a bit. So just having an actual schedule, having to be responsible. Now I have like real responsibilities. We talked about the obviously the medical records manager. So I think, yeah, that has made me a better person because now, you know, when I mess up, it doesn't just affect me anymore. It, it affects the base and affects people's lives, like we talked about earlier. So now I'm more on top of it, and that matters to me. So has uh, that spread in your life? You think? Yeah, for sure. Uh, just it, it's hard not to when you're in the military. I think you, you bring some of that responsibility home, even if whether you're trying to or not. It's just you know um, calling people sir and ma'am now. Never mm -hmm. did. 20 year old Doug, what? Like, yeah. This is ridiculous. But, you know, this is something I just take home with me. So I think I have become a better person when it comes to that. Um, yeah, that, that's my, that's a tough question. I'll let Tromba. Yeah. So mine's short. So looking past over the, uh, back over the past 12 years, um, I absolutely think that the Air Force has made me a better person, a better leader, a better friend, a better mentor. Um, it's just given so many things that have made me better. Um, so what do you, what do you think? Like, sorry, do you think oh, I, I was just going to say, I, I would, I would agree with you. Sometimes it sucks that it has to hurt to uh, get better um, because it does a lot. And it's not, and that's the thing is like, we can sit here and talk about, yeah, this made me a better person. And somebody who's not in the military, probably not going to listen to this, but if there's a chance that they do and they're like, man, that's so awesome. It doesn't come without hurt. 
Like well, it's, yeah, it's not just super easy to get right. to be I'm not, a better person. Right. I'm not a better person because it was all roses the whole time. Right. Um, there were a lot of horrible things that happened. And, and, you know, I'm the career advisor now, but there were times where I'm like, do I want to do this? Right. Anyway, you know, right. Well, there's probably still times where you're like, can somebody advise me on my career? Like right. who's it's like, who asks the asker. Right. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I always, um, when a Ro- Sergeant Orozco was here, I, I always like, who's asking you, are you okay? Right. He, we don't care about him. Senior Orozco, we don't care about you. Um, but yeah, so like who asks the asker? Um, but again, the friendships here at Grissom and it, they are, they are friendships. Um, people are always asking, I feel like about everybody. I can't walk down the hallway without somebody. How are you doing? You know, like sometimes I'm just like, just trying to run, you know, but. So we all have these little things and and we all see where maybe our lives are, are better and we've, we've grown, we've matured. Where does, where do we, and this is a corporate we, as in 434th air refueling wing, the members, where do we need to mature? Where do we need to, to maybe uh, implement some things that we're like, this is direction. Yeah, maybe, maybe develop. I don't yeah, know, necessarily mature, mature, but, but I, yeah, I think it's, yeah, or, okay. or, and some of it may be not even new developments grow. and maybe go back or grow or, yeah. or do this again. You know, for me, I look at that and I'm like, we have a phenomenal sports complex over there, football field, basketball courts, tennis courts. When we did the, the stand down day last year and we used those, there's still people talk about it. And I'm like, why don't we have on a Saturday after UTA a softball game? You know, why don't we get together more? And and sometimes I feel like we're missing that that. Well, let's start with that friend feel. Sometimes we're missing that, and I think chalks is is a good, you know, uh, a place to start with that. But again, it's we got a frisbee golf course. You know how many people I've seen using it. <laughs> why not but it's have, been cold so but why, why not have, yeah. maybe That's maybe 80s, 80s well, all next week we'll hope yep we'll hope. so oh so i won't be here next week <laughs> so but but to me i look at that and i'm like okay i think we there was a lot of things that took place you know and there was a lot of goodness that came from covid we we had to adapt and we had to change and we had to evolve in some places that we probably should have a long time but one of the things that I think was bad is we all went to our, our domains and we got really comfortable with just being in our domain, not talking to the neighbors, not talking to the, you know, I want to get back to, Hey, I want to get back to you saying I'm a better, you know, friend. I'm a better neighbor. You know, you, you live in downtown, like I'm, I'm a better uh, yeah, you guys are neighbor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got you. you don't don't feel obligated to that. So I'm a better friend. I'm a better neighbor. I'm a better community member. You know, church member, uh, brother, sister, husband, wife. Any of those things that just happens to be an airman. Right. And 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 being that, I think sometimes we think about that and we're like, well, yeah, I want to be that down in Kokomo or Peru or Muncie or or what's that other Delville. place? Delville. Delville, right? Is I want to do that there, but what about here? Right. And so I look at that, I guess for me to answer my own question is that's a piece where I, I would like for us to, and I think it's a get back to, because you, you listen to the, the, the older generation that's been here a little bit longer, 
Chief Cassidy. Um, <laughs> we love you, <laughs> Chief Cassidy. <laughs> you'll hear him talk about how they used to do softball tournaments. And they used to, you know, on Saturdays, go right over to the golf course and, and golf after, you know. I think that's the answer right there. Because I bet if you ask people uh, out of the full-time staff and just people on base, how many of them are in like some random softball league mm-hmm. that they go home to, I bet you would have enough people to start one here. It's just making this the place where you can bring your family, bring your friends. It doesn't have to just be someone who's working here full time. You know what I mean? If you have a friend who wants to play, bring them out and we congregate here. And uh, even if you don't want to play, just come in to watch a softball game where it's, you know, maintenance versus, uh, you know, personnel or whoever it is. Uh, Because once all those people are in the same place and we're not working, we're actually just having fun watching the game. That's when you're going to start seeing friendships and, hey, what are you doing after this? Then that's when people go to, you know, grab drinks afterwards. And then that's how the friendships just start. Yeah. Or go, go to do a dinner club or to go do those things. Exactly. Right. It's, and it's, <clears throat> you know, and I think that's where when I go to get my records yeah. and there's stuff missing that I'm not like, that's our Douglas man. Yeah, right. <laughs> that and, that, that and dude. He's much more apt to help you. Yeah. It's more of a, I know him. Yeah. And he wouldn't do that. Right. He didn't do that on purpose. Or right. He didn't do You know, we have more grace when we, we go to try to, you know, yeah, yeah. Hey, why wasn't this done? Well, I know that dude. Like, or hey, I know somebody over there because I played softball with them. Let me give him a call real quick. Mm-hmm. Let me let me set you up with that. Yeah, you know. So, and that that was my same thing too. When the the response to the original question was not necessarily like softball or something, but something, something. more to do after work, or even it's, it's if hard you did, because we all live in different communities, right? Right. Is you live a, an hour. It's a change. Well, if you had a normal car, not a Prius, it'd probably be an hour. But so hour and a half uh, south. But like, you know, and you guys, we live in Kokomo, right? So it'd be easier for us to be like, hey, let's meet up at Sun King or let's go to a Jackrabbits game or let's go to a Kokomo Bobcats game, right? But then we're asking you to stay here longer and drive further. No, on the UTA. Yeah. If we're talking on the UTA, if you did something where, because even like if you're taking softball, for example, you've got three months. So you've got mm-hmm. six days of a UTA. If you did Fridays and Saturdays, right, then you can still have a league. Yeah. Something where people, it doesn't have to be softball, though. Like when we had the stand down day, there was nothing that was, I didn't feel like there was anything that was specifically organized. Well, we it had was just tricycle all races. This stuff. Well, I didn't yeah. see what? that. Really? Yeah. 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 Yeah, but I just crushing all this souls. stuff to do. Really? Yeah, you're right. It was more about walking to yeah. the different places and just yep. seeing different people who are here on base. It wasn't about yep. yeah, a specific activity. So I feel like we could go forever, but I'm the person that has to edit this, <laughs> and we're already at an hour. So okay, uh, stand by so. for buzzkill. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Gosh, we were just getting into the good conversation. Yeah. Thanks. Right. Do you right. guys not think just that it's warm up. in this room? Just Thanks, Weaver. Up. Well, we got the AC guy, so we know oh, yeah. that he's hot <laughs> over there. AC is kind of lacking over here at 596. Yeah, that's right. right. So that's right. If it works anywhere, you know that I've been talking to you a while about trying to figure out some segment at the end of this podcast, like before your or before the what are you loving, um, where we can kind of maybe field some, not necessarily questions, they don't have to be, they can be questions or they can just be topics. A call in. And well, <laughs> long time listener, first time call in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's what Jordy said he was going to do ahead. and change his voice <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. hello. Uh, oh, yeah, I'm sure that the British yeah. accent wouldn't yeah. be a dead giveaway. But Yeah, and I've so heard fun. his English accent. It's not good. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. So, um, 
we are going to set up this this Google Forms. I actually already set it up, but I don't know if I did it right. So I'll have Tromba check it before we okay. you know, send it out to the masses. But it's going to give uh, people an opportunity to uh, essentially anonymously give us topics or questions uh, to discuss. And I thought long and hard about the name of this. And I'd like to call it Fuel for Thought instead of Food for oh, Thought. there you go. Yeah. So I know. Witty. I'm genius. That's genius. actually pretty good. They're going to so, give you a hard time. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. So. You don't learn that at Kansas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you don't learn that in Muncie either. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> don't don't Google that because it's probably, it's probably already, yeah. So um, since we didn't have the forms set up yet, uh, I came up with the first. Actually, you know what? Trauma came up with the first one. Okay, we'll see if you like it or not before right. we say so who my, came up is with it. Just me talking so it's about not this just or? you. So what okay. I'd like to do is for all of us to have some input for it, and then in the future, if there's just one guest, then it would be yeah. the three of us. I'd love I I love the organic like answers of this yeah so uh in the future i will be the only person that knows the topic so it will definitely be an organic response i don't know the topic. you do not know the topic the other two in here do currently but that's probably blindsided so the topic and there's two parts to this the topic is core values Mm -hmm. and um if and the first question is if you had to pick one core value only one that you think is the most important, what would it be and why? Sergeant Douglas first. Uh, for me, it's easily uh, integrity first, just because um, that's something before I even got in the Air Force, uh, that was something I was big on, just loyalty, integrity, that type of stuff, just having a code. So uh, for me, that's that's an easy one. What about you, Sergeant Trauma? So mine is definitely excellence in all you do, because I feel that when you're excellence, excellent in everything that you do, it it allows you to have integrity or service for for yourself. Um, so yeah, mine would be excellent. Just encompasses the other two. Michael? Yeah, you go. So I, I agree with Sergeant Douglas is I think integrity, just like what you just said, is I think integrity is at the core of all those things. Is if, if you have integrity, because I think of integrity as also accountability. Right? And so you're that integrity is what drives you uh, to those things. And, and um, yeah, integrity for me, it's a big one. So the whole point of this thing was for everyone to not necessarily agree. Yeah. Hopefully there is some disagreement here on, and not saying that anyone's wrong, but you think differently than I think, and you think differently than I think. And so it's good that we've got it because mine is actually would be, integrity as well because i feel it's and it's the same thing so you we look get to at, vote, vote tromba you, off the island we can't vote no, her off the island. Right? So, so, so no you're no one's saying no one's saying that you're wrong I and am. no one can say that we're wrong like that's your <laughs> except for sergeant douglas he says you're wrong yeah but Wait, you like, needed an extension let me delete that. <laughs> but um but yeah so you feel that excellence in all we do encompasses the, all of the core values and we would feel the same way about integrity first and um but so here, go ahead. What you got? No, I just, I, that's a, that's a tough one because it is tough. You know, it's, uh, it was only supposed to be to you, but then it came to all of us, but no, 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 no. no. We yeah. talked about this beforehand. So I think, I think the, you know, I, I would argue pretty hard that I I'm in my head right now and I won't go through it on, on, on here in my head right now. I'm going through all of the discipline issues that we have going on right now, all of the issues that we're facing, all these things that we're doing. 
And to me, it all comes back to integrity. But it could also come back to excellence. I, I it could. could. I can see but that, so but I think excellence is a byproduct of integrity and accountability, right? But and integrity. I, so when you're when you're breeding an environment of excellence, right? Uh-huh. So when we're hoping for all of our people to be excellent, we are fostering an environment that allows them to have the integrity. You're you're not excellent if you don't have integrity. Or oh, sure you do. Look at look at the look at look at uh, you know what's Antonio Brown. That dude's phenomenal at what he does. Zero integrity. (laughs) Like it's correct. I I can agree with that. But I think for us in the Air Force, being excellent fosters the other two core values. Integrity kind of votes off service before self because you're. To me, I don't know. Only reason I would kind of disagree with you is because I think there are people, and I'm talking about myself, that's all I know, who started off excellence. I wasn't able to hit that, you know what I mean, coming into the door. But the integrity part is what made me keep shooting at it and saying, hey, you know, Captain Tripp, can I come in for more days? That way I can work on my program and maybe I can get to that excellent point where I'm upholding that core value. It, if the integrity is not there, then you don't care. But is that service before self? Oh, man. <laughs> he just messed my head up. Well, yeah. what so, does service before self mean to you? Because everybody, it means whoa, something whoa, different. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Here, now we're about to move into the next question uh, here. Yeah. With well, that. I, I mean, thought it was one question. I, I said there were question. two questions. Oh, I mean, but that's a valid thing. because It is. Well, okay. So because we can still get into that with, with this next one. Okay. And this is the uncomfortable one. So get ready. Um, do you... Do you think that the core values sometimes are used as leverage, not just something that you personally want to live by? Do you think that the core values can be used as leverage to to make you do something? Yeah. So I I think that core our core values is kind of like that. Um, you know, if you think of it as a lot of times people will talk about a moral compass. Right. And they'll talk about well, what's your moral compass. And so a lot of times I think we use that those core values as the moral compass as when we look at when we're interpreting the AFIs, when we're when we're looking at discipline, when we're looking at, you know, the mission and, and who we want to be and stuff like that. We use that uh, those those core values as the moral compass, because if you if you and, and I said that the moral compass is it's the magnetic pull of the compass. So if you have no magnetic pull on a compass, a compass is just a paperweight. And if you have a wrong magnetic pull on it, then it's going to give you false information. So you've got to have something that is almost like this is the magnetic pull that we will judge all of the compass headings on to see whether you're headed in the right direction. And so I think it is used as leverage. I think it's used as, oh, I... I, I mean, I could tell you 100% that there's there's times where I don't feel like do having service before self. I don't feel like like I, there's times where I'm like, this is good enough. But I look at those core values and I think as a command chief, especially I'm judged by those. My 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 work, my body of work, who I am should be compared against those. And so, yeah, I think there's times where it motivates me to 
to be that culture that you talked about is it breeds a culture where I'm like, I, I gotta do what's right. Like I got to do what's right here because it's, it's, it's like anything else is I call it moral fatigue. At some point you get your, your life. There's so many things going on that you, you get in this moral fatigue area and it's like, I'm so wore down that my morals are starting to be like, okay, could I just pass this off as good enough? And, and instead of, I think now you have this atmosphere where you're like, nobody's going to tolerate that. You know, Colonel Pemberton's not going to tolerate that for, for me. You know, I work with him every day or, or even Sergeant Transfiguration. She, AJ's not going to let me get by with doing something halfway. She's going to turn it right back to me and be like, this is, this is not what we want to put out to our airmen. And so, yeah, I, I think so. I don't know if that answers your question. It it does. It answers it in a different way than what I was thinking about. And I'm going to roll with that. So, yeah. Um, what he said. Right? Yeah. What he said. Um, Do you but, guys think so? Well, so let me, let me kind of question because I was so long I, I, Well, I was asking if you if you think that the core values get used as as leverage. And I think what I meant by that, though, was more of could you and I'm not. I'm not saying you to me, but that's the example we'll use here. Do you think that someone in your position uses the core values as leverage for me? Oh yeah. Oh, for I sure. I don't need, I don't mean overall. For sure. But for sure. Yeah. Like to, to motivate you or if I'm giving a feedback to you and maybe you're not, you're not hitting the marks, am I going to leverage those things to, to try to get you to hit those marks? Right. Or, but is or, that, is that subjective? Oh yeah. Meaning that's how you view the core values. Yep. Maybe I don't view them the same way. And that's, that's what I got to look at is for me is, um, yes, but, but what I always turn, try to turn that around and say the standard that I'm holding you to, you should also hold me to the standard. Like there, there is, yes, there is still a, you know, I'm asking you to have some integrity here. You should turn around now. If you see me at a point and you should be like, I'm asking you to have some, I'll give you an example of a time that I didn't have good integrity, right? So um, we are, and it still bothers me to this day. So this is going to be like a therapy session. I'm going to feel like it's, <laughs> this, this is, is good you to get asking off my for stuff. forgiveness, yes. I feel yeah. like. <laughs> so I was over at the uh, the flying squadron one time when Colonel Shaw was still here and and we were having some drinks and and we were staying outside and, and we were smoking some cigars, doing that, you know, the friendship piece, right? And the national anthem came on. It didn't even start, right? And everybody took off running. And I took off running. And that is my, I cannot stand that. Because I'm like, I don't care if it's raining. If I'm anywhere close to the door, I will step outside to be in that. But I got caught up. I got, I got caught up. And I, I ended up turning around and walking back out. And of all, <laughs> of all people, Colonel Wiltsey was standing there. And she said, you better get your ass back out here. And I, I needed that in that moment because I had that, that lack of integrity at that moment. And, and so, and it, and it, and it wasn't you no know, judgment on the rest of the people that, that went inside. I, under, I understand it. I'm not saying I haven't been there. I'm just saying for where I'm at in, in my life and in my career, I had a lack of integrity and accountability for that. And it was, 
I feel like she could have leveraged it at that point. Like <laughs> you think you're a command chief and you, you want to sprint inside. Like, so yeah, I, I think it could be used to, to leverage that. I don't think it's always positively used. That might've been where the question was, mm -hmm. but I don't necessarily want it. I think that your response was way better than anything we were going to get out of what I was thinking. Um, because I do think that it is sometimes negatively used yeah. and that, and I think that that's just, that's more upsetting than it is anything yeah. else. One of the things I, I, I don't like is when people are like, they're not ready for the promotion. What's that even mean? You know, in the excellence and all you, you hit on it and man, it's, I love having these conversations because I get that stuff out of it is <laughs> excellence in all you do, but there's gotta be a buildup to that. Right. Yeah. Like, like, at Airman Douglas coming in the door, we expect him to do the exact same things that that Sergeant Douglas is doing right now. Right. Because you're doing excellence right now. But did we expect that on day one of you? Like, you know what I'm saying? So that's where I think we negatively use it is, you know, you screw one thing up, you miss one. And we're like, excellence all you do, man. It's like, yeah. man, you ain't, you ain't showing it. And it's kind of like, well, maybe we aren't mentoring you right. Maybe we're not leading you right to, to, to get you to that point. Maybe we're not breeding that environment of excellence. Uh, to I've get always you. Uh, thought about it as something to strive for other, instead of something that like, as soon as I sign this, from now on, I need to be upholding these yeah, three yeah. things, right? Because when you're coming from you know, regular life, for me being 21, coming out of college and straight to the Air Force, it's impossible just to flip a switch. All right, now I'm excellent in everything I do and all of that type of stuff. So I always thought about it as something to just strive for. So I don't You were always goody tissues, so go ahead. So I don't mean it like, you know, you come in excellence. I'm I mean it more as that's what you're striving for, right? right? So when you're striving for that excellence, you have integrity first. You don't come in having the feeling of service before like you you're wanting to be part of the military, you Join, obviously, but is service before self something that's right away? You graduate basic and service before self. Is it? I mean. I, I, I agree with you. I think if you if you look at it and uh, again, I, I feel like I need to stop saying this, but I, I talked to my kids about this and, and I feel like all these life lessons are still good is tell me is if you if you aim for excellence. And you miss the mark a little bit. Where are you at? You're still aiming for excellence. You're you're still at you're still at really good. Still pretty awesome. You're really, you know, like better than most. <laughs> you're still at that. But if you aim for average and you miss that mark, well now you're below average. You know, you're you're at those. So I agree. I think it I think it can be misconstrued sometimes to where we we put undue stress on airmen and undue uh, pressure to to hit a mark that is really unachievable you know so as smart as they are coming in the door now way smarter than us that when we came in the door that as smart as they are doing that there's still a lot of pieces that we have the the wisdom that we have the way things are done the way that that they don't grasp yet so now it's time for your segment. All right. Yeah. So uh, I don't know if you guys listen to it, but uh, we do a, what are, what are you loving? So it could be anything from, hey, a new pair of shoes. I love this jam. I'm playing it over and over on the radio uh, or, you know, I love this time of year, whatever. So uh, we'll start with Josh since uh, you've done oh, this before. Boy. So what are you uh, loving? 
So I'm I'm not going to lie to you. I'm racking my brain right now and hoping that I didn't say this on the last podcast uh, because I have been I'll in my house for a minute. Have I, have I said anything about my house? No. Okay, cool. Are you lying to me? No, because right. last time it was you were loving that your daughter was was able to dribble yeah, and, and had some skill sets. I wanted to talk about Purdue basketball and then had they got handles. beat that night. That's right. Good job yeah. jinxing them. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't even say the name. I did. I know. Thanks. Uh, no, so we actually, uh, it's actually been a couple months now, but uh, we built a house and so we finally got moved in. And right now uh, I am loving my deck. Spent all weekend last weekend building it and it's awesome. And the reason it's awesome is because there's no mud coming in my house anymore. That's nice. awesome. That is little things like that, huh? Yeah. I, the little thing. And my, and my kids are both starting their running club uh, actually tonight, depending on the thunderstorms. This isn't going to make any sense when someone's listening to it next Wednesday. Yeah, and it's but it's super sunny out in 86. Yeah, right. That's what it's supposed to be next Wednesday. <laughs> okay, so the current temperature today, uh, the 3rd of May. <laughs> so, but All right. yeah. Either one of you got it? What are you loving? Uh, what's going on right now? Uh, oh, for me, it's this NBA playoffs. Um, I'm a big basketball fan, so this is a- Who's your team? Cool time of the year. Bulls. Uh, the Bulls, but yeah, yeah. You know, obviously that didn't go the way we wanted it to. But um, So who are you, who are you rooting for now? Um, Boston, that defense. Probably, I, I like Boston. Yeah. I'm rooting for Boston. Uh, but yeah, just getting home, chilling for a little bit, then uh, grab something to drink, watching the game. That's what I'm loving right now. I'm just relaxing. I like watching Memphis right now. Yeah, Memphis those is a lot are, of fun. Those dudes are exciting. They're a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 Not not Brooklyn, I'll tell you that. Or or 76 or is there? Yeah, I don't uh, like either of those teams. Yeah, yeah. We're on the same page. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> I right now I'm just loving the friendships and the people here at Grissom. Um with COVID like gone, knock on wood. Um and and the opportunities to just go different places and see different things. I'm just Yes, I'm shaking my head at you. You just jinxed us. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh god. But yeah, I I'm just loving I'm just loving the people of Grissom. We have really amazing people here. And when I first got here, people are like, Grissom, cornfields, but we really have awesome people and I'm just loving it. Um that's a good answer. That's my answer too. People <laughs> I'd like to that change my answer. Yeah. No, like I'm I'm serious. I, I feel like you know, we don't talk about how awesome our people are. That's, that well, that's kind of my job. So you're saying I don't do my job? Yes. No, that's fair. No. Last time we did this, it was like, where's your favorite vacation spot? And then we say stuff and Carol Pepperton goes, wherever my wife is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I was going to say. I thought, I thought we excluded that. I, I was getting that. Yeah, I was getting that. I was getting that. Um, man, I, I spent some time in the garage uh, this weekend and the garage, the garage, uh, and, uh, and built from just looking at it and some running boards from my 1953. And, uh, I just love that stuff. So I'm a, an extrovert when I'm, when I'm here at work and, and even in my personal life for most part, but, uh, man, there's nothing that recharges me more than, uh, taking, you know, building something. And, and that's why I have so many old vehicles. So, yeah. So loving that, that, and that I may possibly take the top off both the Broncos this next week. Okay. Here we go. Real quick. Can I say what I'm not loving? Yeah. So well, it's a uh, new segment, two consecutive weekends, members of the uh, medical clinic have decided to move 
to new places. Oh, right? so you've been moving. <laughs> so, and those people, I guess they have no friends. So the only people who have been assisting I'll reach out to them. in the move is me and the other member who are there. Yeah, do you have a truck? Uh, yeah, they had a truck, thankfully. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. Uh, and those who know, there's like three people in the clinic right now. It's uh, Master Sergeant Tayas and yeah. Tech Sergeant Golden. And they both decided without, you know, just to move consecutive weekends. Well, yeah, when you're young, too, you're almost obligated to that. Like when oh, you get yeah, to be over 40, what I tell people no. now is, hey, I have a 24-foot enclosed car hauler. You're more than welcome to use it. Right. Now they like, well, can you bring it over? No. <laughs> you got to have a truck and you got to come get it. Like I'm not, exactly. I, I, I don't move myself either. So, <laughs> yeah. so uh, housewarming at one of their houses, this upcoming UTA, they're going to have to decide who, but yeah, yeah. You're, have to repay you're, that you're initiating it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. This is the I formal like announcement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All listeners the are addresses. The <laughs> yeah. All be, listeners are invited. Tell us is like, watch it on a focal always, point. Yeah. Why yeah. is everyone coming to my house with a plan? <laughs> well, I'll tell you, uh, we love having you guys here. Uh, we appreciate it. And um, I gained so much insight. Uh, uh, I love listening to your guys' experience. And um, so please... Uh, Get out there and let's build some friendships. I think that's that's what we the big takeaway was. Let's let's figure it out and let's be the people that that initiates the initiates these uh, different activities and stuff like that. So, thanks for being here. Thanks for taking time out of your day. Thanks for having me. Thanks. All right, great conversations, man. I, I loved. I, I hadn't really spent much time with with Sergeant Douglas, so, that, so great getting to to know him a little bit better and and, and hear a little bit of his background and his perspective. I love different perspectives. And so uh, we are a fan of, of sharing these, uh, the, the different perspective that you may have or a difference of opinion in, in everything in a, in a respectable manner. And so I would encourage you guys to have those same conversations in your shop or, or as you're uh, listening to this with, with the people that are around you is, is have those conversations. And I'll tell you in there, we, we hit on something that, um, it really drives that home on sometimes the best mentorship is through friendships. What a, what a great weekend again, 82 degrees or 74 degrees. What a great weekend to get out and do something to build some friendships. And remember a lot of times people get brought to Grissom because of a, a family or because this is where they grew up or they're coming back home or, or a spouse brings them or whatever it may be, whatever brought them here, let's keep them here with family and friendship. And so get out and do something uh, and enjoy each other's company, have some laughs, enjoy some sunshine. And, and we hope you have a great May UTF.